Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, this is Jason Greenblatt on The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. Today's guest is going to take us behind the scenes at the 70th Miss Universe competition. The competition airs live tonight, Sunday, December 12th, on Fox and Telemundo at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I was happy to interview the Director of Communications at the Miss Universe organization, Meg Omasini. Meg took us behind the scenes. I learned so much about how the competition is run, what's important to the competition, learned about the delegates. I think you'll enjoy it. Take a listen to Meg Omasini on The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. And again, make sure to tune in to the competition today, Sunday, December 12th. It airs live on Fox and Telemundo at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm Jason Greenblatt. This is The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. Hey, Meg, so great to have you here as a guest on The Diplomat. How did you get involved with uh, Miss Universe? Hi, Jason. It's great to be with you on The Diplomat to talk Miss Universe and all things about our competition. I've been involved with Miss Universe since 2015. Um, The president of Miss Universe, Paula Shugart, is an Ohio University alum, and she's on the board of the School of Journalism there. Um, and she has an internship program that has helped dozens of students over the years, myself included. Um, so I was a public relations intern for a while, worked a few shows in the interim, and then about two and a half years ago, I entered for the position of Director of Communications, and I've been with Miss Universe ever since. Meg, the Miss Universe pageant gathers together so many women who essentially become ambassadors of their countries. That's a really big responsibility. How do you handle that? These women are all ambassadors of their country, and it's something that I know that they take very, very seriously. Um, I know that they take this pressure of perhaps being the only person from Laos or Cambodia or Uruguay that the rest of the world will ever see. And so they take that very seriously and try to put on the best face to represent their country well. Um, And it's something that I hope to support the women with and know that, you know, while you are supporting your your country, you can just be yourself as well. And that's amazing, too. Meg, do the delegates realize the role they play in representing their countries on the world stage by participating in the Miss Universe pageant? And what are some of the things that they do to showcase their countries? The delegates definitely realize the role they represent, their, the role they have in representing their countries on the world stage. Um, something very sweet that they do every year is a lot of the contestants bring gifts from their country to uh, the rest of the, the contestants. So uh, one of the ones I loved the most this year is that Miss China actually brought the um, official mascot of the Olympics that will be there this winter to the rest of the delegates. And that was really fun and special. And I know that they all really, really loved that. Um, additionally, they have... Um, the national costume competition where they get to show off, you know, something that they love about their country. Um, you know, maybe they're Miss Denmark and they're doing something about the fairy tales of Hans Christian Andersen, or maybe they're Miss Puerto Rico showing the biodiversity of their country with a beautiful flower. Um, that's always a really fun way for them to get up, get to show off what they love most about their country. Meg, you must see contestants who connect in meaningful ways about their countries. Can you share some stories about that? 
I definitely see contestants who connect very deeply with their countries, and that's why they're so proud to represent it. Um, you know, there's so many different moments, but perhaps my favorite was um, Miss Netherlands last year. She actually wore a dress full, fully made out of trash that she collected. The Netherlands is a very eco-friendly country, and so she made her national costume completely out of a beach cleanup, and I thought that that was really interesting. Meg, how hard is this week for the delegates in advance of the actual pageant? What's their day like until the actual pageant day? This week for the contestants is very, very difficult. In addition to it being a high-pressure competition environment, um, they also have very long days. They are often up at 4 or 5 in the morning, rehearsing from 8 to 8, and then doing an activity in the evening. So they might be only getting a few hours of sleep at night, and so that definitely adds to the stress. But something that they say that they love is that's how is the connections they build with the women as they're with them for so many hours of a day. They really get to know a lot of the their fellow competitors, um, and that makes for a really fun environment. Meg, I want to ask a sensitive question: Do uh, tensions break out from time to time because of either politics or other issues between contestants, or largely do the delegates realize that they're really here for an important reason and they try to check their politics and issues at the door? Generally, there is not conflict between the contestants because of political issues at home. Uh, You know, one of the best examples of that would have been a few years ago when the Miss Israel and Miss Iraq took a photo together. And, you know, that seems like some such a simple thing, you know, two young women taking a selfie together. And it really became international news that these two women were together. And actually, they are still to this day very good friends. They just reunited for the first time this week. And it was a really special moment for everyone involved because that's what Miss Universe is. It it transcends just a competition or just, um, you know, just taking a crown. It's really forging lifelong connections. Meg, this is the first Miss Universe pageant hosted in Israel. Israel is one of my favorite countries in the world. What's it like to be in Israel? It's been so wonderful to be here in Israel for the competition. Um, Not only was it really special to see some of the history of Jerusalem, um, which I know all of the women enjoyed, it's also just been really great to be in a lot because it's such a beautiful, relaxing environment. So even though the production can be high stress at times, you know, stepping out into the sun, getting to spend a half an hour snorkeling in the Red Sea, it's been really great. And the hospitality of the Israeli people is something that is heralded the world over. So um, I've definitely been taken care of well um, as a staff member and the leaders are enjoying even better time. They've gotten to go um, floating in the Dead Sea. They got to go hiking at Masada. They got to go ATV riding in the desert. So it's been a really special trip for all of the contestants and I know they'll never forget it. So Miss Universe is playing a role in history this year, in my opinion, with the participation of Miss Morocco and Miss Bahrain. That must be really exciting. It's exciting to me. I'm sure it's exciting to Israelis and others around the world. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It's very exciting to have Miss Morocco and Miss Bahrain competing. Um, Miss Morocco for the first time in 40 years and Miss Bahrain for the first time ever. Um, I actually had a very special opportunity to go with Miss Morocco, Miss Israel, and Miss USA to dinner at the mayor of Alad's house, Mayor Lankri. Um, he is from Morocco himself, and they had traditional Moroccan food and music, and, you know, just to have that special connection, um, you know, this is un- an experience unlike any other. It's the first time in Israel for Miss Morocco, and she definitely is going back to her country, telling the stories of the hospitality of the people. 
Hey, Meg, uh, again, you know, Israel's one of my favorite places, amazing things to see. Have you been able to do some sightseeing in Israel? And if so, what have been your favorite or most meaningful sites in Israel? It's been wonderful to do some sightseeing in in Israel. Um, Being raised Catholic, there is so much history in Jerusalem that is special to my faith. Um, You know, I got the opportunity to go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. I prayed at the Western Wall. Um, I actually got a tour where I got to see the Room of the Last Supper, which is obviously very, very important in the Catholic faith. So that's all been wonderful. But just being here, you can't help but feel the sacred energy of this place and it's been very calming in a very stressful production so you're in a lot in israel do you get to enjoy the fun and sun in a lot at all or are you working night and day this week to prepare for the pageant i've definitely been able to enjoy the fun and sun in a lot um i'm a big swimmer so uh i made it a shore that i got to go to this the snorkeling in the red sea it was unlike anything i've ever seen before in my life i felt like i was snorkeling in a zoo i got to see Nemo and dory fish, which aren't what they're, you know, actually called, but it's it's what I think they're known most by. They were tropical fish of every color and coral reefs unlike anything I've ever seen in just the clearest water. And what's so cool is that it is just right there on the shoreline. It's not 300, 400 yards out. It's just right there. So that was really special for me. And I was really excited to get to share that experience with Miss Universe, Andrea Mesa and some of the other contestants. Meg, what's been your most meaningful experience in Israel this trip? I think for me, the most meaningful experience of being in Israel this trip was um, actually going to dinner at the mayor with Miss Morocco, um, Miss USA, and Miss Israel. That's just something that, you know, you would just never get an opportunity to do otherwise. Um, to get to hear from, from such an important figure in the community, to get to share his culture with some of our contestants and, you know, get to sort of take a night off and have some home cooking and sit around and just learn about each other's cultures. That was a really special night that I will never forget. How important is it that the Miss Universe delegates volunteer for important causes and why? It's very important for the delegates to be advocates for social causes because um, as one of our last Miss USA, Chesley Crisp's mother used to say, if you want a crown, I'll get you a crown. You can put a crown on. What is your purpose? Why do you want to win? And I like to say that we're looking for a miss on a mission. You know, anyone, any single one of these 80 women would be a wonderful Miss Universe. And I'm sure of that. But the one who really sets herself apart is the one who knows what she wants to do with this platform. For um, our reigning Miss Universe, Andrea Meza, the answer was um, gender-based violence. So she spoke a lot all over this year um, with the UN in her home country, all throughout the US about why, you know, you really need to bring men into the activism against gender-based violence. It can't just always be women speaking about that. Um, And so I think that she really used her position very well and I'm looking forward to seeing what the next women advocate for. So Meg, besides the delegates themselves volunteering, Miss Universe itself is involved with important causes as well. Can you tell us why and tell us about some of those partnerships? Miss Universe is involved in a lot of important causes. Um, two of the, the charities that we've worked with the longest are Smile Train and Best Buddies. Um, Smile Train is the largest organization globally um, for those who suffer from 
cleft lip and palate, and they don't just do the surgery. They actually empower community members to do the surgery themselves and then provide families the training, the, um, the, the speech therapy, the nutritional needs needed for, um, you know, for those children to thrive. And that's a really special organization that I know I love working with, and so does the rest of the organization. And then Best Buddies is an, an organization that provides equal opportunity and friendships with those with intellectual disabilities. Um, it's really a special place. Um, you can't help but uh, tear up whenever you see the great work that Best Buddies does. Um, I love working with them, and it's something that I think makes a huge impact on our title holders' lives. Meg, how has the Miss Universe pageant changed over the decades? Miss Universe has changed a lot over the decades. It's no longer just who is most facially beautiful or who has the most perfect measurements. It's so much more than that. It's about, you know, what do you bring to the table? What are those intangible qualities that you are bringing to the stage? You know, a Miss Universe is someone who is equally comfortable speaking to a school of children as they are speaking at the UN, as they are on a red carpet. You know, it's a really versatile, authentic person. um, And that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for you know, who might be the most conventionally attractive. We are looking for the woman who's going to make the most difference with the title. Okay, Meg, my, uh, my attempt at some breaking news here. Who's going to win this year's pageant? Can you tell us? <laughs> well, I don't know who's going to win the pageant this year. Apparently, I'm not allowed to compete, and neither is Paula. But I know whoever's going to win will do an amazing job with the title. I truly believe that there are 80 women competing who could be a great Miss Universe. But as Paula says, this is one woman's destiny and I can't wait to see who I'll be working with for the next year. Last question. And thanks again for joining the Diplomat on Newsweek. So many people will be watching the Miss Universe pageant. What do you want to say to them about the pageant and the delegates and what the Miss Universe pageant really tries to inspire and teach? To everyone who is watching the Miss Universe competition, what I hope you know is um, every single woman on that stage is amazing. Uh, um, It's very pathetic. After every show, I've, I've seen a dozen pageants at this time, but every time they do the cut to the top, the top 15 or the top 20, whatever that pageant happens to be this year is the top 16. I always cry because (laughs) I am devastated for the women who are not taking home the crown. And I'm so proud of them for putting themselves out there. Um, So what I want you to know is that these are whole people who are competing. So please be kind, please support with love. Um, And I hope that you know that you are, you are looking at the next generation of leaders and they're really wonderful people. And I hope that they'll support. Hey, Meg, this was great. Thanks so much. Thanks for giving my listeners uh, insight into the Miss Universe pageant, into the historic nature of having Miss Morocco, Miss Bahrain in Israel, first pageant host in Israel. It's great to spend time with you. Thanks so much, Jason. This has been really wonderful to talk with you. It's been so wonderful to be in Israel and to experience the hospitality of the people of a lot in Jerusalem. And, um, you know, I just hope that people tune in. Uh, it is live on Telemundo and, and Fox Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, December 12th. Thanks so much, Jason. Have a great day. Hi, it's Jason Greenblatt on The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. I was so glad that Meg Omassini, the Director of Communications at the Miss Universe Organization, joined me on this podcast to bring us behind the scenes at the 70th Miss Universe competition. Remember, it airs live today, Sunday, December 12th, on Fox and Telemundo at 7 p.m. Eastern. I hope you enjoyed her interview and do tune in to the show itself. 
If you found this podcast fun, informative, interesting, please do share it and my other podcasts with your friends, family, and colleagues. You can listen to The Diplomat on Apple, Spotify, and wherever your podcast can be heard. We've had a great bunch of guests until now. Remember to scroll back if you didn't catch all of them. There's so many interesting guests that I've had so far. We have some great guests coming up. Remember also to pre-order my book, In the Path of Abraham, on Amazon. If you search my name on Amazon, you'll find the book, In the Path of Abraham, and follow me on Twitter at GreenblattJD. Again, tune in tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, Telemundo or Fox, to see the 70th Miss Universe competition. I'm Jason Greenblatt. This is The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek.